you're listening to this, this is the first episode of Rent Free Cinema. This is the podcast where we talk about movies that live rent-free in our minds, for good or for bad. And I'm here with my first and favorite co-host, Lisa Scholes. Hi. I, I'm your host, Nathan Scholes. And uh, we really like Halloween, don't we? We do. We definitely do. So it's not present at all with our backdrop. Nope. Um, but uh, have you always liked Halloween? liked Halloween um but it's definitely increased over the years you know especially since we've been married uh you know even when we got married I think I had like three Halloween decorations yeah and like five Halloween-ish movies that I ever watched growing up and it has exploded hey Cooper uh off frame is our dog Cooper uh so Halloween, I think, has always been a favorite favorite time of the year for me because of the mischievousness, the the fun fall. I mean, I love fall. Fall is my favorite season, next to winter because it's cold. But um, I just love it. And I grew up reading uh, Edgar Allan Poe and like loving Ray Bradbury science fiction stories, and just loved the spooky, fun, silly season of Halloween. So. We wanted to talk about some movies, and we picked a few categories, and we're going to try and compare some answers here. The first prompt that we have is top three Halloween movies watched as a kid. Do you want to go first? Sure. So we didn't watch a ton of movies growing up. You know, you and I have talked about that. Right. Um, but there was one movie that my grandparents had recorded off of television for us um, that a lot of people that I've talked to have never heard of, and it's called Halloween is Grinch Night. Mm -hmm. um, it was made back in the 60s, I believe, after um, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, um, and it's all about how Halloween is Grinch Night, and all these who's are out and about, and the you know weather starts changing, and they're all like, oh my gosh, we need to go inside, it's Grinch Night, and the Grinch comes and he does hijinks and all sorts of stuff. And I've introduced you to it. I I had memories of the imagery of it. So I know that I at least saw it when I was a kid. But uh, it was not like a frequented thing that I watched when I was younger. Like I think it was for you. Yeah. But it's kind of become a staple in our household for sure. Mm-hmm. Ever since quick I converted. One. Yeah, it's a quick, fun. That being said, I mean, there's the, the, uh, the scene where he's in his like, cabin of curiosities of just strange things the Grinch's caravan and it's almost like the psychedelic scene from Winnie the Pooh with the Huffalump and Woozles. Huffalumps and Woozles. Huffalumps and Woozles. So it's it's a bit weird. I actually had my coworker say that they watched it uh -huh. uh, this year and the kids just did not get it. But it's a wonderful night for eyebrows. It's a wonderful night for teeth. <laughs> yeah so I mean that's a great one. What's your next one? Uh, another one uh, that we had and watched was, and it's not technically like a Halloween movie, but it's one that we watched around Halloween, and it's Return to Oz. Um, never so, seen it to this day. Never seen it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. So made it, I think, in 1985, and it's got like Feruza Balk in it, mm -hmm. and um, she plays Dorothy Gale, and she goes back to Oz and all sorts of stuff. Um, you know, there's a jack-o'-lantern guy and just all of that kind of weirdness that you get with Oz. I, I just know of its cult nature and it being probably one of the more terrifying Disney films. 
Yeah, yeah, it definitely was a bit uh, creepier than uh, most of the other things that we watched uh, back then. Um, and, you know, it can be pretty creepy. There's, you know, a headless lady and all sorts of much more creepy than the actual Wizard of Oz. So tread lightly, I guess, on that one. What's your third one? Uh, Hocus Pocus, you know, came out mid 90s, 93, I believe. Um, that was one of like the true Halloween movies uh, that came out that we would watch. Uh, you can't beat the Sanderson sisters. It, it's very quintessential. The Black Candle, the sisters. It's so quotable. Yeah. It's uh, just, it's just great. Well, and I think that every person would love to attend that costume Halloween party that the adults attend. Oh my word. <laughs> so it's just like, it, it's just like, yeah, I wish that that was a thing, but it's not. Yeah. I've and, and never li lived in a place where that is like remotely a thing. And like the live band that's dressed as skeletons. Right. It's just like perfection. It really is. It's great. Um, what are yours? Uh, you know, the first one on my list, it's the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Uh, I love it. I, I just really love uh, Charlie Brown, I really connected with the character when I was younger because I kind of felt like out of place and socially awkward. And my my mom has worked in uh, grade schools and like assisting in education. Um, she worked with mental health disabled kids and not mental health, but just mentally challenged kids. And uh, you know, I would attend with her and sometimes help her with decorations and different things and. Like we would draw the different characters and um, just really like it. And it's it's something I have to come back to. Same thing with the Christmas one, but I'm sure we'll cover that in a different episode. Yeah. I'd only seen it once before <laughs> getting with you. And you've watched it a ton of me. Uh, a ton. Um, the next one on my list is Abbott and Costello Meet Frankenstein. And I discovered this one, I think, through like Turner Classic Music Movies on TV when I was a kid. And... I just really liked it. I mean, I grew up watching the original Universal classic monster movies, and when I found out that they like crossed paths with these funny guys that I remember watching uh, movies with, I was like, I love this. It's it's hilarious. And and uh, is it um, is it because uh, it's Lou Costello and Bud Abbott? I think Abbott's the more robund one, rotund one, or is that my thing? That one. It's been a hot minute since I've watched but, any but of But they just, episodes. like, one, one of them I think has just the best reactions to seeing a monster just flabbergasted and dumbfounded, and it's just fun and silly and just really great. Um, the other one I have is Scooby-Doo on Zy Zombie Island. That's a good one. This was a VHS movie that I practically wore to death, and it's just fun. Um, it's a short one, and it's it's kind of the best that those movies did. When I was a kid, so I really like that. Uh, <clears throat> which brings us to our next question, which is, what movies do you return to every year? And I'm just gonna go ahead and start. I mean, I return to great. It's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown every year. Uh, the other one that I want to bring up is Corpse Bride. And granted, like these are movies that are still relatively new, but they have a very frequent nature right mm -hmm. now in my life. I really like Corpse Bride. It's just beautiful. Like some of the best stop motion animation. Um, absolutely wonderful work from the team at Laika, and it's got some wonderful music from Danny Elfman. There's actually a skeleton boned character that he sings in a jazz band in the movie, and if you watch the behind the scenes features for it, 
And Danny Elfman talks about how he practically like destroyed his voice <laughs> doing like the scat voice that that character does. And it's just great. And then there's a wonderful composed like uh, piano duet between Victor and his bride-to-be. Um, it's all around a great movie. And we had a chance to watch it in theaters um, post-pandemic because they had a short run of movies. And it was just great to see it again in theaters because kind of got to catch all the details. And it was just awesome. The last one on my list that I return to every year is Happy Death Day. Yes. And I absolutely love this movie, probably more than I should, but it's just, it's a guilty pleasure. Um, it's really fun. It's Groundhog Day meets a college campus slasher. And it has a character that kind of almost has a, it's a wonderful life moment yeah. in figuring out like the type of person she wants to be. And through the process of dying over and over again every day, I think uh, she handles um, the burden of godhood better than Bill Murray. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Happy Death Day is also on my list. You know, it's Sweet. it's one that we enjoy. Like we just watched both of them not yeah. too long ago in quick succession. Uh, and yeah, it's it's twisty, it's turny, it's funny. Like it's just all around all around goodness. Um, another one that I always come back to is Arsenic and Old Lace. Uh, it's an older one, you know, Cary Grant. Um, for those that haven't seen it, I highly recommend checking it out. It is fantastic. It's so funny, so witty, and just... It's it's like the best slapstick comedy that Cary Grant's really, ever done. Yes. It's, it's just perfect. It's perfect. Don't let the random baseball scene at the beginning <laughs> like throw you off it has, it has nothing like, to do with it, anything no context um but the movie is just fantastic excellent performances all around so and then um another one that i've come back to it is very recent it's uh, actually a movie that came out on netflix and it's called nightbooks oh i thought that was going to make it to your list yeah it did nightbooks is just so unique um it's unlike anything that i Scene, um at the time like it's also funny very visually beautiful oh yeah um and the story is just unique and the characters are gripping um and it just keeps keeps you on your toes throughout yeah, well and and for its two main characters being young adults oh, or yeah. young just young kids young child actors like they hold the screen like they are great in it um I don't even know what age they'd probably be in. I'm terrible with guessing You're horrible age. With ages. <laughs> I'm terrible with guessing ages on children, but it's great. Um, I'd highly recommend that one too. It's great. Yeah. It almost reminds me of like early R.L. Stein that I kind of grew up with mm. kind of vibes. Um, what horror movies? We're going to kind of step away from Halloween movie and start talking about some horror movies. Horror is a very broad genre that means a lot of different things for a lot of different people. Um, do you kind of want to go over that question that you had about like what types of genres do you like? Sure. Yeah. So I tend to lean more towards the psychological horror thriller type of um, horror movies more than like your slashers and gore is not my thing. Um, so I'm, I'm much more of the psychological, you know, psycho, the shining, that kind of stuff um, versus some of the other things. Uh, I can handle some of the other things and enjoy some of the other things, but those, the ones that like kind of make you think and leave you just like, what the heck was that that yeah. I just watched? Um, 
but I do like there to be an ending to my things as well. You know, some of these series that go on and on and on and on and on. Yeah, there's death by IP, uh, IP being intellectual property. Some stuff just doesn't work. Um, for me, I really like um, suspenseful, thrilling movies. I'm okay with psychological ones. I like the classic horror stuff, and I'll probably get into some of those in my selections. Um, I tend to not like the traditional definitions of slashers as well. Um, and definitely I'm not a fan of Eli Roth um, outside of House of the Clock and Its Walls. Sorry, Eli. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just different strokes for different folks. Um, but I think we kind of have general things. But I think I tend to go for scarier things than you do. You definitely do. <laughs> like, I think the, the thing that we came up with was if it's going to bother you when you're alone in the house yeah. in the dark it's probably not what you're gonna watch yeah so it was the longest time until you you, st you still haven't seen lights out no yeah no, uh, no. yeah so there's some stuff you're never gonna watch with me but because the lights can go out in my house <laughs> it's true <laughs> so um in the spirit of that question one of the questions we're gonna get to is uh what horror movies will you never return to movies that either you just didn't strike with you or you really didn't like or it was just like once was enough. Do you want to go first? Sure. First on the list, Carnival of Souls. <laughs> oh my word. Like I know that it's a cult classic out there, but oh my heavens. I will never get that time back. Like I feel like I just lost so much will to 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 live and watch that movie as I was watching that movie. Just so confusing, so it's boring. More, it's more <laughs> atmospheric and visual than it is anything as far as exciting levels. It you can watch it once and be okay. Yeah, I watched it once and I was not okay. <laughs> it's it's kind of neat that it was like shot on Saltaire. Oh, for like, sure. So I mean, it's like if you never got to see Saltaire, like I mean, yeah. most of us never have. There's definitely cool things like about it. I was just it took so long for it to do anything. It felt like, and then. I just couldn't connect with the character. Like, I just couldn't yeah. care, you know? Um, another one, and I know that you like this movie, uh -oh. but it's The Empty Man. <sighs> I just... It, it just didn't grip me, you know? That's fair. Like, there were aspects where I was like, oh, this would be a really cool movie. And then it was like, now we're going to jump to another movie. And I was like, okay, but I don't care about this other movie that you just jumped to, which is the main point of the whole movie. But can you at least agree with me that the introduction of the movie is yes. fantastic? Yes, the introduction is fantastic. And that is the movie that I wanted to watch. And uh, then it was like, what, 10, 15 minutes? And then it, was I, it was like 15, 18 minutes of the yeah. first part and of the movie. And I was just like, okay, well, that movie's done now. <laughs> and then my third one, which we just watched, but I will never watch it again. And it's The Mist. Oh yeah, yeah. I would, I would, I would strongly recommend you never watch again. I've never seen you watch something that you've been so verbally and vocally just repugnant about it I was and just so angry. Annoyed. You were angry. I was so annoyed by everyone, by everyone. Um, like just, I couldn't do it. Like, and I get that it's like this whole thing about like, this is the way that people would act in these situations. And I was like, I want to punch everyone in this situation. Like, and I get that the ending is horrifying and, you know, gut wrenching, yeah. but everything leading up to that, I'm like, holy it, cow. 
it's not it's not a movie for the faint of heart and i'm not saying like it's 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 super gory it's just it, it, it can be frustrating. Yeah. Um, because it's essentially people at their worst in a petri dish where they're in a confined space and their 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 true natures are yeah. kind of coming out. True natures are coming out and logic <laughs> goes out the window. Yeah, logic's and kind you're of able window. to be swayed by the most ridiculous of things and but not have like not listen to other people either. Like you're listening to the wrong people. Like and you're not trusting you know your sense or even like asking the right questions like there was so much where it's like people are digging their heels in without being open to what people are saying anyway it was just it was so frustrating for me so I, that, those are all three i can completely agree with for you um the first of my list movies i will never return to is spontaneous and did you ever see this? I didn't see that. Most people, I feel like, have not seen it, may never see it. I don't even know what that is. Um, it came out in 2020, written and directed by Brian Duffield. I think he wrote and directed it, but you know he definitely directed it. But it's, um, yeah, what's the best way to say this? It's like a high school love story horror movie. And I say horror because in the first part of the movie, you discover that some teenagers in the school start spontaneously combusting like they, they explode i mean that's the first five minutes <laughs> like so it, it's it's interesting in the fact that it's come out in like a post school shooting world that we've grew up since columbine mm -hmm. with school shootings it's kind of all over the place and people can have their feelings about that and i'm not going to get into that it's just you know it's it's a difficult watch and you get to kind of find out some about the spontaneous combustion but ultimately like it just keeps happening they think it was a, a random off incident but it winds up keep happening and so these kids kind of like come to grasp with their mortality and like having to grow up really fast and there's some interesting messages in it but like and I, all together it was a commendable movie i i like the original idea but it's just a hard watch it really is i don't think i'll ever have the heart to come back and watch it again it was just hard <laughs> To yeah. watch it was just rough yeah a little too real yeah the next movie is barbarian we saw you wouldn't watch barbarian i would again? not oh i you know commendable but by, by all means like it's a it's a genuinely um i think solid horror movie but it gets a little uncanny and a little weird kind of like how the burbs gets weird it's true like i it's just burbs is great I don't agree. I like the birds. But it's like, uh, Barbarian's just strange and weird. And like you with The Empty Man, you kind of liked the first thing the movie was going to be. It's true. That's... I really do want a movie <laughs> of uh, that whole, you know, misunderstanding kind of like the going Airbnb into a love story yeah. like, with the Airbnb. Yes. Like, yeah. I want that to be a whole movie. Like, I will, I will bring <clears throat> And then like, there's... The last half, man, that just comes off the rails and not in a good way for me. So uh, the other movie I will never return to, most likely, and I say that most likely because who knows, but I don't want to come back to it, is Halloween Kills. Mm -hmm. So there's the reboot of the Halloween franchise, Michael Myers, all three of them directed by Dave Gordon Green. First one was pretty good to modernize the original slasher. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the second one was just trash. It was hot trash. 
Yeah, it I came out. It. it came out after, you know, uh, the whole period of Trump being elected, and I felt like they were trying to say something about that and how, you know, anger was getting the best of people with mob mentality, and it just doesn't play out for me, and it's just frustrating, infuriating, and like Michael Myers does the dumbest things possible in the movie that don't make sense. Uh, it's just a hot mess. But I will say that, like, if you're interested in watching those, just skip the second one. Watch one and three. Yeah, Halloween and Halloween Ends. And I feel great you, about You it. like Halloween Ends. I do like Halloween Ends. It's, it's interesting and it's fun. Like, uh, it's worthy watching. But that's not part of the questions. So our next question we have is all-time favorite horror movies. Do you mm. want to go first? Uh, sure. So uh, all-time favorite, Psycho. Of course, that's you know, great. the classic 1960, you know, beginning of, you know, Alfred, Hitch well, it's not the beginning of Alfred Hitchcock, but, you know, those movies that, you know, are quintessential horror, um, just, you know, it's kind of also one of those that starts out as one type of movie and morphs into another, but it does it in such a way that it's seamless and it's captivating and it holds your interest without feeling jarring like some of these more modern ones where it's almost like they're trying to to make that change um and it has a fantastic score it has an amazing score and it, and it absolutely carries the dead space of the first 15 minutes yeah yeah it really does it really does um and while you know we obviously didn't see it when it first came out and so you know, as much as you try to avoid some of the the spoilers of things, you know, we all know yeah. the, the twist. Um, but even when it happens, uh, it might not be as shocking as it was to audiences back then, but it's still, you know, there's some creepy. There, there's some jump scares in there, and I don't want to give them away, no. but one of them involves a guy. Okay. I think I can say that. You, you, you would be knowing which one I'm talking yeah. about. It happens so quickly. Yeah. And it's shot in such a way that you're kind of just like aghast. Like like you just watched a car crash. Mm -hmm. You're like, what just happened? Yeah. And that that's a really great part of the movie too. Yeah. What's yeah. your number two? My number two is It Chapter One, the new one. Mm. Um, so, you know, I'd seen Tim Curry, which is phenomenal. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, it's a little dated. Well, and it's a little weird. It, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, when they remade it, um, you know, the, the kids that they got for, you know, chapter one and chapter two, but you know, the kid actors were just amazing. They did such an amazing job in that, um, that movie. Um, and you know, there's something a little lacking in chapter two that is why it's not my favorite. Um, but yeah, it chapter one. I can I can watch that repeatedly, and the dogs are great. You know, <laughs> they they like it as well. So, uh, my number three uh, is The Conjuring. Um, love that movie. So I think that it was. I don't know if we were dating or if we were newly married when I first watched that. Was your first watch through when we watched it with Ashley and Wilson? I have not really watched it with Ashley. We might have watched it before that, but that's my memory of like one of my favorite experiences with it. Um, but yeah, like just I had not watched like a lot of like modern horror at that point in time, so that was probably one of the first modern horror movies that I had actually watched. Mm -hmm. Um, 
because you know like I said I did not grow up in a moving watching family really uh, we didn't have access to a lot of stuff and you know kind of sheltered in that area and so that was one of those first movies and so I remember like the feeling of that anxiety of like some of these scenes um but love it absolutely love it I, I wish that I could throw it on my list but I just couldn't this year um it's fantastic um there's a there's a bit with a piece of cloth one of the best scares I've seen in a modern movie um and you know uh, yeah, there's so many things. It's it's a fantastic movie. And, you know, I hear so many people talk about, well, I don't watch movies with possession. You know, and I, and I respect that. Uh, but this isn't a movie that celebrates possession as much as it acknowledges it in a story, mm -hmm. a documented story. And just, there's a, there's a positive to come from it. And, and that, that's all I'll say about it. But it's just like, that shouldn't necessarily be the thing that deters you. Um, because it's just a, it's a great movie. Yeah, it really is. Um, my list, uh, top of my list, I threw on Alien, Ridley Scott's Alien. Um, the face hugger. <laughs> that gets you every it single time. It is, it is nightmare fuel for me. Absolute nightmare fuel. And when they try and remove the face hugger from the person's face and it yeah. like tightens around the neck, I'm just like, kill me. Just Jesus take the wheel. I'm so terrified. Yeah. Like, you it's, don't like that. That's it is quintessential terror for me, that movie. And it's so good. I think it'll never stop being great. Um, yeah, one of the best horror movies of all time. It is a classic, that is definitely for sure. Um, next on my list, um, not a terribly old movie, um, but it's Sinister, Scott Derrickson's Sinister. And uh Man, it just lives in my in my mind forever. It's uh, that one scene. We joke around, me and my friend Philip, that like if, if I ever find um, eight millimeter home videos in the attic and we move into a new house, we're just going to burn it to the ground and move. Like just run, <laughs> run, run as fast as you can in the other direction. Luckily, right. we don't have children, so we would probably be fine, actually. We, yeah, we, well, I mean, no spoilers there, but like, yeah, we, it, it's great. Love that movie, but like, it's definitely a not safe R. It's a it's gonna it's gonna get in your bones and shake you up a little bit. Yeah. Um the next movie on my list is Scream. The original I, 96? Yeah. So I just think that like you know of all the movies that have impacted pop culture and horror, I think Wes Craven was just fantastic for making that first movie and influencing so much about like current slashers and just current horror. Like, the fact that the movie, like, engages the viewers um, through the character to give the rules of a horror movie, never mm -hmm. split up, uh, never say you're going to come back because you won't. Like, it's just fun, and, um, you know, it kind of is indicative of everything, you know, with, you know, our generation and the prior generation of just, the kids are not all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, Scream's great. Love that one. And, and that guy's voice. You know, mm -hmm. it's it's kind of frustrating that he's part of a TikTok voice that you put through video makers because, like, I don't want it to be diluted. That voice is great. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> and very fitting for that question. What's your favorite scary movie? <laughs> um, the last question we want to talk about is what horror movies have you seen recently that surprised you or interested you? And I'll go first. Um, the first one is No One Will Save You. 
And this is also from director Brian Duffield, who I mentioned from Spontaneous. This is uh, another one of his movies. Um, came to Hulu this year and uh, has uh, Caitlin Dever, one of my favorite current actresses. And she just does an amazing job. Um, don't really want to spoil too much, but I will say it is a movie that features the creature, the terror, the opposition, whatever you'll say. You know, some of these movies kind of wait to show you until the end. Mm -hmm. um, this movie kind of shows you things a bit early on. Yeah, and it's it kind does. of surprising, but it does it to tremendous effect of showing you exactly kind of what you need to build the terror and yeah. the, the danger of the situation. Well, and you have no idea, like, what's going to happen at yeah. any point in the movie, like, yeah. at all. Yeah. I was watching some behind-the-scenes footage through a YouTube ad or whatever where the director just tells Caitlin Dever, I want you to run like Tom Cruise. <laughs> and I think she's, she has some great, yeah, some great running job. in the movie, and it, it was just a good movie. The ending may not stick for everybody, but I feel like it was an honest one that kind of had a natural conclusion that made sense to me. Um, the next movie is Malignant. And this, I can't say is an all-time favorite yet, but I mean, it's it's a very current favorite. I love Malignant. It is, it is off the walls wacky and just wild ride of a movie. It, it mashes horror, comedy... Um, absurdism, if that's a genre, it's just, it's wacky. I mean, if you, like me and Philip, we, we watched it in theaters, and we walked out of the theater and we're like, oh my gosh, like, what did we just see? If you get past the first five minutes and you're, you're like, what the heck is this? And it's a good what the heck is this? Watch the whole thing. If you're not in for it, you'll know quick. Oh. But, I mean, it has some serious hard cuts between the the first act, second act, and um, it's just fantastic. So, like, if you like French horror or um, like action horror, and it's it's great. It's not necessarily twisty because I feel like some people I've talked to that have seen it kind of figured out where it was going. Although there's some twists in there that like no one saw coming. Yeah. But yeah, love that one. Do you do you like it? I didn't watch it because I am a chicken and I saw the trailer and I was like, that's a hard pass for me. Like there are certain things where I see the trailer and I'm just like, <clears throat> I know that that's not for me. Like lights out, La Llorona, the malignant, like just, there are certain things that I just, I can't yeah. bring myself to watch. And then the last one on my list that recently surprised me is the return of the empty man. That's not the title, but just the empty man because you talked about it before. Um, this was a movie that came out in 2020, um, has kind of almost like was pushed to the side because it was post the Disney Fox merger and it was uh, developed and produced by Fox um, pre-merger and it just kind of pushed aside, but it's had a massive cult following. Uh, I admit that it's probably not everyone's cup of tea, but I really like that movie. Um, it does a lot of different things, just like Malignant does. It's very fragmented and, and has different segments, like you mentioned. The opening is fantastic. Mm -hmm. Like, just, yeah. In, in your regard, I would love to see a full version of it. Um, but it's it's bonkers. It's weird. It's unsettling. And it's just great. I, I really like The Empty Man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for me, <clears throat> ones that I've been surprised by, um, Prey. 
Oh, so yeah. Prey's Prey, great. Prey came out uh, as like a prequel to the Predator movies. Um, amazing. Amazing. Amber I, Mid Thunder, I think is her name. Yeah. Fantastic. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Um, so there's an English version and then there's the um, Comanche dub. Comanche dub. I've only seen the Comanche dub. Um, yeah. And I love it. I love that they did that. I love love that they did that it's so great um but the performances are amazing you know just kind of throwing it a little bit on its head um and you know the predator is not the predator that we're used to with the more you know the the 80s uh original movie and you know his tech is a little bit different different and lower grade um but you know she's able to meet him and come up with her own ways of you know besting and doing what she needs to do and it's just phenomenal amazing it, yeah me and philip got to see that uh we went to a trip to los angeles and uh, we got to be there with the screening with the director there mm -hmm. and the producer who was a member i think she was a member of the comanche nation and like they talked about how special it was to make sure there was a comanche version of the movie and there's subtitles but it, it just it feels weird watching in English. I've done it once and I just don't want to get back to it. Um, also, one of the best performances by a dog in the last five years uh, in the movie. That dog, man. That dog is awesome. So, Prey is fantastic. I don't think you need to be a fan of the Predator franchise no, to enjoy it. No, absolutely not. If you are a fan of the Predator franchise, I'm shocked if you don't like it. Yeah. Because um, yeah. I've not met someone that doesn't like it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's great. Um, another one that I was uh, surprised by was Black Phone. Black mm. Phone. Um, so I was just talking to someone just the other day and they're like, I don't do like, you know, kidnapping movies. And I was mm. like, oh, well, I'm not going to recommend that to you. But I really enjoyed Black Phone. Um, it was one that you had seen before me uh, because, again, there are certain trailers that I watch where I'm just like, I need someone to vet this movie for me, uh, and which is usually you. Um, and you had told me that it was great. And so going into it, like, I didn't know very much, um, you know, outside of the trailer. Um, so it's got, you know, some real world, like terror stuff. It's got some supernatural terror, um, and just great performances. Um, Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke. As the grabber. Good grief. Um, yeah. Like, he, like when he, uh, watching the trailer, he, he's kind of pretending to be a magician when mm -hmm. he abducts the kid. And this is not spoiler territory, but he kind of has this weird nervous laugh. Yeah. Like a socially deprived person that just like wants friends, but is really nervous when he gets around people. It's, it's eerie. Like Ethan Hawke does an amazing job in that movie. Yeah. And the various iterations, <laughs> like of the masks that he wears, like sometimes it's the ones where like. You see more of his face, but then like, like that's like super creepy, creepier mm -hmm. than the full mask sometimes, just because you can see the crazy in the eyes. Um, but like, super interesting watch. Like, if you are interested um, at all in like some of that supernatural, um, but also real world kind of thriller, uh, I recommend it. One well, little bit of background: it was uh, based on a novella from Joe Hill, who is Stephen King's son. Mm -hmm. And it's directed by Scott Derrickson, who directed Sinister, who mm -hmm. I am a big fan of. And uh, it, uh, it, it I, I think I told you when I saw it before you, it's very like quintessential 80s Stephen King horror. 
Yeah. In a way, like I think yeah, Joe, feel. it feels like Joe Hill's nod to his dad. Yeah. And his body of work. Um, but really great. Uh, what's your third one? My third is Ready or Not. I. <laughs> I'm glad you like this one. I was so surprised by this movie, but I love this movie. Um, you know, it's a, a wedding and you expect everything to be happy and go lucky. And then it is very much not. Mm -hmm. um, just kind of comes out of the middle of nowhere. It is funny. It's creepy. It's, you know, it ticks all of the boxes. And Samara Weaving's performance is just one of the best outstanding. One of the best new scream queens of the last decade. Yes. Yes. Like there is so much like you're rooting for her the whole time. And like there's just these twists and turns that, you know, thank you for not being in a crazy family. Um, like I just she she does it so well and this the creepiest thing even after the movie's over is you're like how is she gonna explain this to the cops like yeah what is gonna happen after this yeah um so now i want them to make here i come because we had ready or not yeah i here mean I come, so uh, that would be interesting uh but yeah it's a, a fantastic movie and and honestly that's probably one that we watch pretty frequently still but mm -hmm. that's a great one well, these have kind of been the movies that we want to talk about. Obviously, there's movies that are numerous beyond this yes. list and yes. other things. By no means is it an absolution for these different prompts and questions, but this is kind of where we're at with our Halloween and horror tastes at the moment. Mm -hmm. um, thanks for joining me. It's been fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to hear some of the movies that kind of intro I introduced you to that you actually kind of like. Yeah, yeah, it's a good chunk of them. Yeah, so... Um, we don't know when we're going to record the next ones, but we're kind of doing this semi-occasionally and probably have some additional hosts or different hosts. And um, If you have any feedback or questions, feel free to reach out to us. Um, but otherwise, we hope that you have a happy Halloween and enjoy some fun Halloween or spooky movies. Yeah, stay spooky, everyone. Happy Halloween.